the, the biggest takeaway is probably, uh, you know, just the, the people. It's a true love story for me with this uh, Viking franchise. And I just hope I gave a little bit back based on what I've gotten from them. And if, if we're, you know, 50-50 on the give and take side, then I'm ecstatic. Good evening, Vikings fans. This is Chris Corso from Vikings.com, filling in for Mark Rosen, and welcome to Skull Stories presented by CenturyLink, the trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight we have a special duo of Vikings linebackers. Pete Bursich talks with Scott Studwell to discuss his time in the Vikings organization 40-plus years as a player and a part of the scouting department. Let's get right into it. 42 years of your life working with this club and the changes and all the things that you've seen. I think my main, my first question to you would be, what do you think of it now? I mean, you, you look at the, the transition of ownerships that the, that the team has had, to, you know, from Red, I was around for the Red McCombs into the Reggie Fowlers and then the Wilfs, but this, this facility that they've built, the way things are, the technology that's in this building. I mean, look at uh, and you look at you know scouting and college scouting and all the things that they have now. I mean, what goes through your mind when you come into this building uh, after spending so many years in this in this league? Uh, you, you know, I, I guess it's it's um, probably more than anything else. It's keeping up with the Joneses. You know, not not literally, but uh, figuratively. I mean, it's. Uh, this is the way this this game uh, and this league has has gone and grown, and you know the mom and pop shops don't exist anymore, and and that's what it was when I originally came here in 1977. Uh, Max Winter was the owner, and you know I mean it was they had a, the office building that that they were in at the time is a crematorium now over on France <laughs> Avenue, and I mean it's just. Fast forward to this place 42 years later, and it's phenomenal the way this business has grown. Does it make the job easier, though, with the technology and everything, or does it just give you more work? Oh, yeah, I, I think it's both. You know, it, it does make the job easier. I mean, the access that these guys have to to college tape and pro tape and, and you know, the – all the information that's out there that they can gather on their telephone, on their on their cell phone, on their computer, on their, you know, there were guys that were dragging around sixteen millimeter, <laughs> you know, tapes and 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 you know handwriting reports and filing reports and books and keeping them in a safe and I mean it's handwriting. I mean I for when I first started in the scouting end. I was responsible for the draft board, so I I would handwrite every single tag. Um, it just took hours and hours and days and days, and now it's just you know it's a press of a button and your whole board switches. So it's you know it's it's all for the good. It's all for the for the betterment of the the game and the league. Um, but there's also you know there's there's a huge desire to have every piece of information on every particular player and it's some and there's a lot of maybe some overkill grew up in indiana you played your college football at the university of illinois i remember going there as a recruit growing up in joliet and sitting down in the 
in the lounge and there's this big glass table that's etched underneath and it had Dick Buckus and it had you as well as the linebackers that have gone through the University of Illinois. So that's a, you know, don't don't play that down, that the, 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 the legacy that you have left there. Drafted in 1977 in the ninth round, pick 250, which that would you know somewhere around the seventh round today. Yeah, 14 probably. years in the NFL, which is which is amazing. Two time Pro Bowler in 87 and 88, second team All Pro in 1988, inducted in the Vikings Ring of Honor, one of the the 50 greatest Vikings. Nine sacks in your career, 11 interceptions. But here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about every single. I want you to walk us through every single. One of the 1,981 <laughs> tackles that you had in your that you had in your career. <laughs> well, number one, I can't remember any of them, and, and, and uh, there are days when I feel every single one of them as well. So, right. you know, it was just—I mean, that's the game was different back then. I mean, as you well know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when I came into the league, people ran the football, you know, and and. and uh, the the spread offenses weren't in vogue back then. They didn't even exist, um, you know. So, I mean, it was it was a different game. It was a different time. Uh, there were uh, I probably played against some of the best running backs that ever played in in the National Football League, which was certainly an honor for me to um, to number one play against them and number two try and tackle them. And, <laughs> yeah. and I missed them quite a few times as well, yeah. but. You know, so, I mean, the game has evolved to the point where, um, you know, the the players are so big and they're so fast and they're so athletic and they're, you know, I mean, I came in, in the league at the right time, at the right place, and just got lucky, to be yeah. honest with you. So, I, I you've you've talked about the game, and that's one of the things I'd, I would be fascinated and could talk to you for hours about is how the game has changed, and you've covered that a little bit. How have these kids and I call them kids, but they're young men that they're coming out of college into the NFL. How have they changed? And I know this, this could be a day's topic right here. Well, I, you know, I think probably it, it, it probably mirrors society as much as it does anything else. I mean, we were, I mean, back in 77, uh, you know, the league was, the NFL was obviously the epitome of, of playing football at, at any level. Um, and it, but there wasn't, uh, there wasn't the fanfare, there wasn't, uh, you know, notoriety, there wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, I get drafted by the Vikings in the ninth round and I get called by Patty Crow, who was the football <laughs> secretary and said, we drafted you in the ninth <laughs> round. We'll see you in August. And that's the first time I saw him, you know, and that right. was the last time I talked to her. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's just. I think the the players today are so much more aware. And you were responsible for getting yourself in shape, right? Oh, yeah. To go to camp. I mean, there were there weren't there was not a combine. There were not many camps. There was not you know. I mean, it was the first day I saw my teammates was the first day we got to camp. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's so from that perspective, it's changed dramatically. I think these the kids are are more better prepared. Uh, than than they we used to be probably, they're more informed, they're trained better, they're they eat better, they you know they take care of their bodies better than we did. They you know and not everybody, but you know it's it's but it's a it's a, 
it's the same formula as in in every year is you know it's the guys it doesn't matter if you're the the first pick or you're the last pick in the draft if if you come to camp and and sometimes it's it's good to be in the right place at the right time and that's the way I feel like I made it you know and and but you know it's it's all about hard work and it's all mm-hmm. about dedication and it's all about instincts and it's all about the work ethic to make sure you stay there with all the technology that you talk about and and there's so much more information about guys these days I watched over the years people try to turn the draft into a science, meaning you got if you want a linebacker, he needs to be 6'2", 240. He needs to be this, he needs to be that. Have we gotten any better at evaluating college talent than we did 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago? Um, you know, I, I probably just because there's there's so many more tools uh, available to the to the evaluators. Um you know they can watch they can watch film on an airplane. They can watch film in their hotel room. They can watch film at their house. They can, you know. So they, I mean, it's so from that standpoint, you know, the 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 exposure that these players get um, is is a lot greater. Um, and they're, you know, not only are they getting watched by the, the scouts and the coaches. I mean, there might be. I mean, we'll sit down in a draft meeting. You know. Uh, and, and there might be 12 reports on a guy. Everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody basically gave him the same grade. And, you know, so generally those guys, you're not going to miss on those guys. Mm-hmm. But those, a lot of times you're not going to be able to get to them either. So, you know, I, I don't think that's changed. I think, you know, the, the great players – or the, the really good players are always going to – they're easy guys to grade. You can evaluate a guy in, in a quarter – and, 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 you know, conversely, the guys that can't play, you know, they basically show up the same way. It's, it's the guys that, that give it to you sometimes and, you know, the flash players. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are the hardest guys to evaluate. And those are the guys that you typically miss on or you hit on. And, you know, so a lot of times that's, that's when those guys that, that fall into the, you know, the mid-rounds because – they just don't give it to you consistently. Those are the guys that, that, that a lot of times can make or break your draft. Great stuff so far from this pair of Vikings linebackers. We'll get back to some more. But first, the Minnesota Vikings and Miller Lite are proud to partner on a salute to service tour as we raise a glass to honor current and former military members. Join Mike Musman along with Vikings legend John Randall on Friday, November 15th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the VFW in Brooklyn Park. You could win Vikings salute to service apparel, get your picture taken, and more with John Randall. More Skull Stories right after this. Chris Corso here from Vikings.com. Welcome back to Skull Stories. More with Pete and Scott Studwell. But first, join Paul Allen and Paul Charchian at Buffalo Wild Wings in Apple Valley on Friday from 9 to noon for Friday Football Feast. The feast is presented by Coors Light. Check out the complete schedule at Vikings.com and on the Paul Allen Show page at KFAN.com. Give me a couple names of guys that were surprises. Not and not necessarily maybe surprises, but people that 
guys that you drafted that became every bit, if not more, of what you thought they were going to be? Adam Thielen is the best example of, you know, here's a guy that, that wasn't even on our radar. On, he wasn't on anybody's radar. No. He, right. You know, I mean, he was, he, was, um, he was an unknown to basically everybody in the league until he showed up at a regional combine. Um, and, you know, one of our pro scouts, I think it was Ryan Munnins, you know, noticed him. Thought he had a good workout, you know. Brought him up in a meeting. Um, we followed through with some. I, th I think we had an initial report on him, and then we followed through with a couple other reports. But he still was not a draftable prospect, um, you know. And we brought him in for a rookie mini camp, uh, you know. And and the rest is history, you know. He he did enough in those three days to <laughs> at least get his foot in the door. You know, so we bring him to camp. He's on a practice squad for a year, and then all of a sudden he's a he's a terror on special teams, and now he's you know he's one of the better receivers in the league. So I mean, it's just you know, and and you got to give him a lot of credit mm. for taking that opportunity and and pushing it forward to to where he is today. So, what advice would you give to uh, a young you know a younger kid, whether it's in into high school and into college and you know, because the way I see it as a, as a high school football coach, it's a trickle down and you get noticed earlier and earlier and earlier. And because of all the scouting and the Twitter and everything else, nothing happens in the dark anymore. There's no there's no kid that's playing football somewhere in North Dakota that the whole country won't know about. It. But then again, we, as, as young men, they change so much. I mean, not just from high school to college, but even through college into right. the NFL. What advice do you give? Uh, a high school kid who wants to play, wants to be the next Adam Thielen? You know, I, I, I and I think it, it, this probably holds true for every single level of participation in football. It, it's a privilege to play the game. Every day that you walk through these doors or you step onto that field, you have to remind yourself that it's a privilege to be doing what you're doing. And uh, I think if you take that approach – you're going to play to the level of your abilities, whether that takes you all the way to the top or whether that takes you just a little ways off the bottom, that's the way it goes. But as long as you recognize that, you know, I'm lucky to be doing what I'm doing and I'm going to do everything I can to the best of my abilities to try and stay here and play here. And if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. But at least you tried. Gave it and give you that to give it everything, you know, basically yeah. that, that my having that yeah. kind of a mindset. So adversity, things like that. You've, I know you've had tons of adversity in your life or things or people that have told you, you can't do this. You can't do that. How did you find the mental wherewithal to get through that? You know, when I was, I grew up and I grew up with, a, with an older brother who was a very good athlete. Um, when he got it, when he came to school as a freshman in high school, he was over six feet tall and probably 180, 185 pounds. Um, and I was a year behind him in school. So I came, when I got to high school, I was 5'2 and 110 pounds. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm just this little runt that, you know, and we didn't start playing football until eighth grade, okay. so which was fine, you know, yeah. and and so I'm, I'm this little bitty guy and I, you know, and I'm like, 
you know, what the hell am I doing out here? So, but, but it, you know, I just, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the game. I enjoyed being around it. I, you know, fortunately for me, I had a growth spurt in high school and I started, I got interested in lifting weights and early on in high school and I grew a foot and gained a hundred pounds in, in high school, you know, and that, that helps, you know, obviously, but, and it, it, there's just, um, you know, I, I just think that, that, uh, my parents instilled the work ethic in me. Um, they were always very supportive of everything that our kids did, or uh, myself and my brothers and sisters. Um, but there's, there was something that, um, you know, the instincts just seemed to be there for the game, whether or not, you know, and I don't think you can teach instincts. I really don't. Um, and you well know, I mean, it's, it's, I think you either have them or you don't. And I was just blessed with the instincts to play the game and, and, you know, the love to play the game and, and the, the competitive spirit to do play the game. And so, you know, it just, right place, right time. And it all worked out. And, I, and I'm glad you brought that up. Cause one of my favorite memories of you, even though you know, we, you know, we worked in the same building, we did some drafts together as, you know, as me as a coach and, right. and you, as director of college scouting, but we went out, it was, I believe in Burnsville and we were building a playground and we were out there that day. And I just remember, <laughs> and you don't have to comment, but I just remember all, it, the players and all, you know, the front office, a lot of people were out there and you were out there in your work boots and you were digging, you had the sleeves rolled up and you were working. And it's just, when I saw that, I thought that's why, you know, I'm like, that's why the guy played for as long as he did. And when you say, you know, people could say, well, the work ethic, this and that, but I think every chance you've ever had, you've stepped in that room and proved to everyone around you that, yes, I am going to work and do what is necessary to get the job done. Well, you, you know, and then I don't think I, I, I guess I don't consider myself a, a, one of those guys that has always walked around with a chip on his shoulder because I just, you know, I, those guys kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, you know, but well, I think it goes back to leadership. And I, I, in talking to the guys that played with you, that's the kind of leader that you were not a vocal guy, not a bang on my chest kind of guy, but just follow me if you don't know the tempo. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, I'm, I'm kind of a boots on the ground guy and it's just, you know, you, you go to those same playground builds and you, you know, you see one guy over there leaning on a shovel, talking to somebody, and you see somebody else over. Like know, a union the, job. The no, same, same deal, and it's like, you know what? I don't want to stand around and BS. Let's get to work right, here. Let's get let's, it done. Let's get it done. So, so all of this, you know, 42 years, 42 years plus, what are the two or three things that you are going to remember the most in your times with the Vikings? You're, you're part of the Ring of Honor. You're one of the um, – I mean, one of the, the stalwarts of this franchise. Uh, what's what's the two or three things that you're going to remember most? Um, you know, I, I guess my the the biggest takeaway is probably uh, you know just the the people, um, all the all the people from you know from the the guys I played with and the guys I played against and and the people that I've worked with and. The, all the coaches that have been mentors and, and, and all the people that have affected my life, you know, and, and I'm, um, you know, I'm forever grateful, uh, 
to this organization for not only getting me here, you know, but keeping me here um, and giving me the opportunities that that they've given me. Um, you know, that's I mean, I it's I can't say enough good things about all the people that have touched my life um, the last 42 years within the organization and outside of this organization. And, you know, I met my wife here. I've raised my family here. I've got grandkids here. I've got, you know, so, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a true love story for me with this uh, Viking franchise. And uh, you will never hear me say a bad thing about this, this um, organization. Um, you know, I've spent my adult entire adult life here, uh, to be honest with you. And, and I just hope I gave a little bit back uh, based on what I've gotten from them. And, and if, and if I've, and if, if we're, you know, 50, 50 on the give and take side, then I'm ecstatic because <laughs> you know, they've, they've made my life, um, a, a lot easier um, the last 42 years, and I'm forever grateful for what they've done for me. One last question. If you could do it over again, would you do it the same way? Yep. No doubt. Yeah. My my wife, she gets pissed at me every day <laughs> but when we talk about this, but, you know, because of all the trauma and all the head injuries and all the right. CT and everything, you know what? I'd play for nothing again. I basically did for a long time, <laughs> thanks to Mike Lynn. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I'd do it all over again. Um, I would play as long as I could possibly play. You know, I don't know if I could play in today's game anyway. But yeah, without a doubt, because it's it's been the greatest experience I think anybody could could ask for and and live. Really fascinating interview between a pair of Vikings linebackers. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Skull Stories. Skull Stories is presented by CenturyLink, the trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings.